What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's officially a football Friday. Welcome aboard, Big Sills. Pull up a chair. Put your phone in front of you. Watch us on your television set. By the way, I get a ton of pictures sent to me with people putting up the show on their television set, sitting around watching Big Sills here in the National Football Show. And I can't thank you enough, man. Like I said, a lot of things happening here at Jacob Sports. And we're so proud that you guys have pulled up a view, a chair, a phone, what have you, laptop, tablet, to sit here and watch us each and every single day, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 Eastern time. By the way, we're going to have some fun today on this Football Friday because it's really the last non-NFL weekend, right? College football, I thought was awesome last night. I really did. I thought it was awesome. Penn State and Purdue, the backyard brawl between West Virginia and Pitt. It's great to see that thing back in action again because – Again, with realignment, we don't get a chance to really see the great college football rivalries anymore. They don't really care about those things. Anything that moves the cash register for college football, they're going to put it out there on the television set. This year, I think we're getting Oklahoma and Nebraska again for the first time in a long time. So they're trying to go back to their roots, but college football was great last night. Both games, I'm going back and forth watching them, so big Full tilt of games, too, college football-wise. But as I said, we're going to have some hour two, 4.30. Boy Ice Cube. Some sports with my Ice Cube, right? We'll get his thoughts again on his Raiders. I'll make a prediction with him saying that the Eagles have a better season than the Raiders. I do think the Raiders are the toughest division in all of football, the AFC West. But my friend Ice Cube will join us. That'll be in hour number two at 4.30 Eastern time. Really great. Really great stuff here. And by the way, Labor Day weekend, this is the last, as I said, last weekend before we start kicking this thing into high gear. And next week, guess what, folks? Rent's due. Rent's due next week. Okay? Ain't no conversations any longer on what will be. It's going to be a conversation on what's going on right now okay i can't wait for it by the way i want to start it out with kind of the same person that i started the show out with yesterday and that's miles sanders it's good to see he's back on the practice field it's good to see that jason kelsey's back on the practice field not that we had any doubts that jason kelsey field 
But let me ask you this. How far can this Eagle team go if Miles Sanders is not on the football field? 95% of the year. How do you think the Eagles can go? If this guy is not on the practice field, 95%, how far do you think they really go? Personally, me, I don't think they go very far. I think Boston, I think Gainwell, I think they're fine. I think they're fine changes in how you want to run your backfield. I think Miles Sanders has been saying, I, how far you can go. I don't know how far you can go if you don't have a healthy Miles Sanders. Gigi says, of course not. Jalen better turn into. We're going to get to here, and I want to ask you another question on him. Really go far if you don't have a healthy Miles Sanders because Gainwell and Boston Scott, in my opinion, you know what they are? They're alternatives to that style of football. And what they do is they give you multiple looks. One guy's a good pass catcher, the other guy's more versatile on the slot. The other guy's more in between the tackles. He's that kind of player. Okay? You tell me. You tell me. Okay? You tell me right now. How far can you think they can go? I think without a doubt here that the success of this offense this year, in my opinion... I think the success of this offense, it's not going to be A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith. It's going to be, obviously, the versatility that they're going to try to throw at teams this year. And I say this to you, too. For Jalen Hurts to continue to develop as a passing quarterback, one of the reasons that Tom Brady, one of the most incredible things that they were able to do for him when he went to Tampa Bay, what was it? They got Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette, the year previous when he was in Jacksonville, he had 78 catches. Do you know the one type of player that Tom Brady has never been without is a pass-catching type running back? Sony Michelle, those kind of players. If you want to develop your passing game in today's NFL, you have to. You have to. You have to have a pass-catching running back. Michael, appreciate you coming aboard. Charlie, thank you very much. Miles Sanders, Barry Sanders, Colonel Sanders, doesn't matter. Eagles winning the Super Bowl. Like your attitude. Please hit the like button. Thank you, Rage. Crispy Sills is back. Sorry about that, dog. Hey, sometimes we are a, hey, we're a prisoner to the internet. So it's what it is, man. I appreciate everybody hanging tight. I think it clears up here in a second. So thank you guys so much for coming in here with us here. Miles Sanders is going to be the guy in the focal point that we have to watch this year. He's got to be on the field 95% of the season. I think for them to get into that NFC championship game. I was listening to Seth. I love listening to Seth Joyner today. And Seth kind of hits on pretty much every single thing that I hit on when we're talking about expectations of this Eagle team. Okay? 
No, Sills is not. Okay, Sills is not pouring on the salt today. Absolutely not. No way. Absolutely. Listen, my opinion, Miles Sanders has to be the centerpiece of this offense because that goes through him. There's no running game, and if the running game is Jalen Hurts, my opinion, you don't have a passing game. All right. Can I ask a fair question about Jalen Hurts today? Just even the biggest diehard guys. Can I ask a question today about him? And I wrote this down here. Do you think the Eagles have evaluated Jalen Hurts more in the offseason than what he's actually done as a player? And what I mean by that is, every time we talk to pra- about practice or intangibles or what a good dude he is, what a good community guy he is, how good he looks in an Eagle uniform, how good he looks as part of the organization, haven't we evaluated him more so in what he's done in the offseason, the practicing, the constant posting of all the stats? By the way, this is not on him. This is not so much a rip on him, but we've elevated expectations on off-season stuff. He's never going to be evaluated, friends, on what he does in the off-season. He's going to be evaluated on what he does over these next 18 weeks. All this stuff that you guys are talking to me about with him, because if you're talking to me about giving a guy $40 million off of last year, that ain't it. Jalen Hurts didn't do anything last year to sit here and warrant a $30 million conversation, let alone a $40 million conversation. So where I'm going here is we have elevated our expectations of this guy on what he's done in the offseason. And, I mean, that's not a fair and true evaluation of the player. It's more of an You guys want to give Jalen Hurts a contract because he's a good guy. And because he looks like the part more than what he did a year. He didn't, that's not a $30 million performance last year. Outside of that season last year and what he did, what has he done for you to have this $40 million conversation? Tell me, I'm interested. Where did you where did you, where did this 40 million dollar conversation spark up as? Because of the offseason? Because of what he's done in practice? He hasn't done anything in my and I'm listening to Seth too say the same thing. It's not just me. I I'm, I'm, I'm asking I'm like where did this conversation come up with that he should be in a conversation for a contract extension? Where, where, where did that come up as? When did that start? He's in a prove-it year. Eric says practice stats. Where in the world have we started talking about contract extensions for him? After Kyler Murray got paid. So you think what? 
Kyler Murray did last year was on pace with what Jalen Hurts did. And he had DeAndre Hopkins for a good part of the season until he got hurt. That's an interesting conversation. So you think the reason that we're in this position now where we're talking about what we see with the potential of Jalen Hurts is because you're not looking at Lamar. You're not looking at Josh Burrow or, excuse me, Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. You're looking more at what happened in Arizona to Kyler Murray. Okay. That I, I, I can... So you think Kyler Murray's and Jalen Hurts are the same player? You think they're the same player? No, it's not Murray. He played better. I I think Murray played better too. Kyler Murray finished top 10 in almost every statistical category last year, other than number one, if I remember correctly, says Rage. I never said he should. Always said 25 to 30 million, never 40 million. Murray can throw. Dan, I just looked up Jimmy G numbers. Did you know he never threw 4,000 yards? Oh, I know. He's 42 and 18. I know. He's 42 and 18. And he's been to two of the last three NFC championship games. You can't sit here and do this on Jalen. Excuse me, 45 and 18. You can't do this on Jalen. Well, all he has to do is win and he'll get his money and not apply it to Garoppolo. Garoppolo, okay, is 45 and 18. He's 45 and 18. That's an incredible record. Lamar and Hurts are closer than Murray. Lamar, oh my God. Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts are nowhere in the same conversation. Not close. Bigger, stronger, faster. More accurate. Led the NFL in touchdown passes. You think Jalen Hurts leads the NFL in touchdown passes in any year of his career? Do you? I don't. I do not. But where did this, so this conversation is all about stuff that we're talking about all the good things about the kid. I've never seen an NFL football player get $40 million because he's a good dude. And that's what we're kind of talking about here. We're talking about a guy who you want to pay because he's a good dude. Excuse me on the Sally Jesse Raphael glasses today, man. They're really dumb. So. Don't kill me. Said said it best. This guy got to throw 30 to 35 times. I heard him say that too. Again, we need to know. If Jalen Hurts throws the ball, and thank you very much, Flex. If Jalen Hurts throws the ball 35 times a game, they will start two and four. They will start two and four. That's not what he is. You're asking a player to do something That's not his skill set. It's never been his skill set. Throwing passes in the Big 12? Really? Try throwing those passes in the SEC. That's why he got his ass sat in the SEC. 
You see, you can go and play like that in the Big 12 with those wide-open barn door lanes for wide receivers to run through. You ain't doing that with those corners in that conference. Gators, Tennessee, Texas A&M. You're not doing that with those guys. Those are the best players in the country playing cornerback. That's why he had his ass sat in Alabama because he wasn't accurate enough. Big 12, they're wide open. It's a passing league. Um, Those glasses are stupid. No, they are stupid, Kevin. I know they are. Just showing support. It's all good, my friend. Appreciate it. Thank you very much, man. You're awesome, man. Thank you, Seal. I thought Jalen would be good last year, and he wasn't. Steve, I didn't think – here's where – Xander says this. Here's where you guys have to look at where the intangible took over. Can you imagine going to Aaron Rodgers going, I don't want you to throw the ball anymore. I want you to start doing RPOs in our offense. He ain't doing that. Jalen realized that things weren't going well at two and five and that they could have sat his ass last year. Nick Sirianni was on the hot seat. They went like this to him. Hey, we got to run the ball. Jalen went, okay, let's do it. And he was the focal point of that. Took the bull by the horns and said, okay, our passing game, maybe we're not as deep. And by the way, I heard something today when Seth was talking about Jonathan Gannon. I would make this point to you. I think the offense last year was more limited than the defense. Don't you agree, guys? The offense last year was more limited. You didn't have playmakers. Devontae Smith was still trying to find himself. Jalen Hurts was learning how to play the position and you had paper mache Miles Sanders. So Jonathan Gannon, he gets the pass because he didn't have a lot of talent on that side of the ball. Well, what the hell do you think that wide receiving core was? An under, an underachieving Jalen Rager. Your tight end took over for Zach Gertz and started getting better and better. Dallas Goddard got better by the end of the year because he. He had taken over for Ertz. So he was coming into himself. You got a guy over there and Devontae Smith, who Jalen was having trouble finding. He had really nobody else. I think he were more limited on offense. Philly goes, Lamar has never thrown for 3,200 yards in a season. And Jalen Hurts will never be Lamar Jackson. Ever. Dan, if Hurts throws for 3,927 touchdowns like Jimmy and also has 600 rushing yards, that's pretty good. If he does that, GT, he will get his bag of money and they'll win 13 ball games. That's all the improvement he needs, 39, 3,800, somewhere in that conversation. If he does something like that right there with 600 yards rushing instead of the 900, or 800, whatever it was. GT, absolutely. Absolutely. That team will win a shitload of games, as long as the interceptions aren't high. The team is built around Jalen's replacement. Do the math, guys. 
Maybe. Flex says he wants to be paid like a top 10 quarterback. Flex, remember something. The difference between being paid like a top 10 quarterback and being a top 10 quarterback, the face of that conversation is Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott's not a top 10 quarterback, but he's paid like one. Do you want to be a Dallas Cowboys situation where you're overpaying for your quarterback? Is that what you want to do? Okay. Hurts only needs to improve. Marina, if he improves 10%, they'll win 13 games. But see, my here again, back to my conversation, though. You guys are look 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 at the look at the positive conversation I'm talking about 27 touchdowns and such this is all because of offseason talk you're not you cannot actually believe that he could go for 4000 yards off of last year how can you say that because they add, hey i'll give you the greatest example of all time 49ers had a guy named Jim Drunkenmiller as quarterback in San Francisco. And T.O. was on the team. Jim Drunkenmiller was a first-round draft choice and a colossal bust. I'm not saying Jalen is. He couldn't find T.O. And they had T.O. on the team. They had Terrell Owens. And they couldn't find him. It's because you have a talented wideout out there doesn't mean you're going to find him. Will the Eagles beat the Lions bad? They better, Gio. They better. Drunken Miller. I know, man. When I was doing radio in San Francisco, I used to laugh every time I said Jim Drunken Miller. Even when they drafted the dude, I went like this. Who the F is Jim Drunken Miller? I think he's a I think he was a Virginia Tech guy, if I'm not mistaken. Glasses received by the Joker. Manster, please, man. I know. <laughs> I think my I think I think my wife took my glasses. I don't know. I, either that or they're playing a game on me. It was a great last name. Caesar says, no hate here, but I sense some luck of trust. Huh? Unhurts is big time. Hey, so you gotta so you're gonna trust the pro. Hey, Caesar, you're the first one that has said that. That's pretty good, Caesar. You're trusting the process. You're trusting the process that the Eagles has set up for the kid. And you're going with the process. You're, you're going with the positive vibes of the process. There's nothing wrong with that. If you're coming from that angle, great. I'm with you. Okay? That's a cool thing. But when you start telling me that you're sold on him today, on September 2nd, you got a problem with your reality. But you're doing something that's great. You know what that is? Hey, Sills, guess what? I get it. Lot out there. Lot out there. But I'm trusting the process. I'm going to wait to see how the process plays itself out. Fair enough. Fair enough. Listen, we killed Wentz, and he dragged practice squad wide receivers to the playoffs on his arm. They did in one year for Hurts more than what they ever did for Wentz. It's true, Flex. Carson Wentz has never had this type of talent around him. Never. 
Never had all this talent like this. Carson had Michael Pittman last year, and that was pretty much it. You know, T.Y. Hilton wasn't ever really healthy. Now, to be fair, they did have the running back there, okay? Jonathan Taylor is a hell of a back at 1,800 yards. Bro, you got 1,800 yards and you got a 1,000-yard wide out. Pretty good old line. Your defense is pretty good. That, that's some components to work with. 27 touchdowns, seven picks. I've gone over it. It said, Sills, Gannon really worries me. By the way, we're going to get into Jonathan Gannon because I heard Seth. I love listening to Seth Joyner. And, and Xander, I cannot wait to see Mike Missinelli D-Gun and Seth Joyner on that post-game show next Sunday. I cannot wait. I'm tuning in for that thing. I don't tune in for anything. And I'm tuning in for that. It's not true. Actually, I tune into Sports Take. I like it. I think those three dudes do a great job. And Xander runs them around the wheel. Thank you, Rage. What people ignore, this team is stacked. If Hurts is mediocre with the team, is only going to go downhill when he gets paid. And then we have less cap space. Believe they're going to do that. Rage, they're set up for failure and success through Howie Roseman. There is no doubt the superstar in the offseason has not been Jalen Hurts. It's been Howie. It's not been Nick Sirianni. It's not been Jonathan Gannon. It's been Howie and his personnel staff that has been a superstar. Plain and simple. Now, we're getting into game week. Get out of the way, Howie. Howie, get out of the way. There is no place for Howie Roseman now. I don't want to see Howie Roseman's face. And I don't want to hear Howie Roseman's name. His job's done. Don't, don't do harm for the things that you've already accomplished by getting in the way. Because then that's how GMs get, that's how they end up hurting what they've built. They get in the way. Geo Sills, how do you think the Eagles will win? I think the Eagles are going to try to throw the ball early and they're going to get in trouble in that Lions game and they're going to get back to doing what they do. So figure this out. I heard, and and Xander, I know you heard this. I heard Barrett Brooks say that, um, I heard Barrett Brooks go like this. Hey man, that defensive line for the Eagles is going to kill that offensive line of the Lions. I want to see that. Because they, according to some, have the third best line. I want to see that. But also vice versa. So what you're going to do is you're going to try throwing the ball and you're going to be more of a finesse team. So the Eagles want to go to being a finesse team versus a power team. What do you fear more? A power puncher or a finesse puncher? If you got into a fist fight with someone, who are you going to be more afraid of? A guy who can knock you out with one punch? Or a guy that's going to sit there and try to, like, jab with you for 12 rounds. I don't fear the 12-round jabber. Because that one punch by me, that keeps me in the game. So the Eagles are going to – what Seth said, Seth goes like this. He's got to throw the ball 35 times. So you're going to go from a power team to a jab team. I think you keep your opponent in the game more. Rage. I like this topic. 
How do you think the Eagles are going to approach teams this year? I like it. I like him, but my expectations are high. Go look at the talent McNabb had to go look at when who Wentz had, and we killed them. We're all giving Hurts passes. Flex, thank you. I don't think Jalen's getting a pass. Season hasn't started yet. If you start giving him passes in December, that's a pass. It's September. Nobody's giving Jalen Hurts a pass here. I, no, nobody's giving anybody a pass. You know what I'm saying? All right. I hear my internet is struggling a little bit here. Let's see if we can reconnect here a little bit as well. Do me a favor, guys. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor. A pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted. Revered. Appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate. Honest. And fair. He is extremely dedicated, motivated, and always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader. And we're lucky to have him. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles. And the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
Welcome back. National Football Show with your boy, Big Sills. I am going to talk about my top 10 contenders for the Super Bowl. I've got 10 teams that are true Super Bowl contenders in the NFL this year. 10 teams that I think can win it. And I'm going to tell you who those are in a minute here. Let me ask you something. Before we get back into approach, I like what you guys were bringing up, how the Eagles should approach teams. And just going off of what Seth Joyner said earlier on Sports Take, um, he wants them to throw the ball 35 times a game. To me, I think that takes you away from being what your strength is. The power team. I think teams that get, I think the Steelers have fallen into this. With Ben Roethlisberger, they were throwing the ball all around the yard. Okay? They were throwing the ball all around the yard. I think they became a finesse team and got away from being a power team. I, I like power teams. I like teams that can throw the ball and have power at the point of attack. I like that 49er roster a lot. I just don't like what they're doing at the quarterback position. So I'm going to get to that here in a second. But I do want to throw this at you, and I want to ask a question about Dallas Goddard here for a second. If you had to build your team with one tight end, who would you pick, Goddard or Zach Ertz? Which one of those guys would you pick? Hmm. I got asked this question last night. Sills, when you look at both guys, who do you like more? Goddard or Ertz? Man, Zach Ertz could catch the – that dude could catch the ball, man. He could catch the ball. I don't know if Dallas is in his prime yet. Who would you want to put on – if you had to draft one of these guys – some of you guys are fantasy football guys. Who would you draft? Who would you draft? Ertz caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl. <laughs> hey, let me tell you something about Xander, man. If you're not in that game, the last game of the year, and you're not holding up that silver trophy, everyone else sucks. <laughs> and you know what? It's a Ricky Bobby mentality, but I have to say I dig it. You ain't first, you're last. That's how Xander thinks. Talladega Knights. And I actually like that line. It's like one of my favorite. Hey, man, if you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> it is. No yak for Ertz. Andrews is a heck of a player. The kid in Baltimore you're talking. Dallas can block the best, block the best out of any tight end minus Kittle. Insane and yak. See, Slasher, that's what I like about Goddard, too. Can I tell you what I look at with Zach Ertz? He kind of reminds me of Jason Witten. I've never been a Jason Witten guy. See, to me, Dallas Goddard's like an old school guy. He's like Mark Bavaro with hands. And not that Mark didn't have hands. They just didn't throw the ball back in them days. Especially in New York with the Giants. Am I right when I say that? When you look at when you look at Dallas Goddard, don't you see like a version almost like Ozzie Newsom a little bit? Ozzie could block and he could catch passes and they could put him in the slot. They did that in Cleveland with Kozar and those teams that went to the AFC championship game three years in a row. 
He kind of reminds me of that Jason Witten. Ertz is clutch, man. I mean, bro, everybody in Philadelphia is always going to remember the Super Bowl catch. Arguably made the most important catch in the history of the franchise. That's always going to be embedded in guys like Xander and everybody else in that city. You guys are always going to remember that, right? I think I'd take Goddard, though. He's a better blocker. I told you that I like power teams. And I think he's better than Ertz after the catch. Zach's going down. I do think Ertz got better hands. Okay, I do. But I think Dallas Goddard will get better. I think they'll get better, man. Chris, he does have big shoes to fill. But then again, the tight end position has been the most dominant position when it comes to throwing the ball in Philadelphia history. Your entire history of your franchise, the tight end position, has been more instrumental in moving the chains in the passing game than really any of your wideouts. When I think of Philadelphia Eagles, I don't think of wide receivers. You know, a couple guys, a couple years, and they're sporadic years. T.O., Jeremy Macklin, D-Jax, Mike Quick. A couple years, Carmichael was kind of a hybrid tight end wide receiver in his day. Right? I, I, I like Goddard, though. 365, I'm, I, I don't know. I like guys that can block. Ertz was huge for us. Great career, great teammate. True. And that was the security blanket for Carson Wentz. Adam says that agreed. Ertz had better hands and knew the soft spots. Hey, that, that is, hey, Adam. He understood the game a little more. I think that'll come for Dallas. I think Dallas Goddard's going to have, of all the guys that I see this year in that offense, in my opinion, I think Dallas Goddard's going to have the biggest year of all the pass catchers. I think he's going to be the key. Keith Byers was great. They've always had running backs that could catch the ball out of the backfield. Wilbur Montgomery, Ryan Westbrook, uh, Byers, all them dudes, right? Tight ends have always Kate Jackson. Go down the list of the great tight ends you guys have had. That's really your pass catching history is through that position. Dallas, Dallas will have a huge year. Totally agree. Since when does Sills think so highly of Sanders? Um, Sean, he's got to take the heat off of Jalen Hurts. I never said I thought highly of him. He's got to take the heat, and he's the key. Well, are are you under the guys here that I think that this guy's going to stay healthy this year? I don't. Are you also under the guys that I think that this guy is not going to not be the leading rusher? I don't think he's going to be the leading rusher on the team. I think Jalen Hurts is going to be the leading rusher. Sanders has to be for that passing game to improve. But I think they're going to resort back to being who they are and what they are. Did it, did it today, if you guys happen to miss that interview, a zebra's a zebra because of his stripes. Tigers don't change their stripes. All of a sudden, Jalen Hurts is going to turn into Justin Herbert. It works for him, too. He's not going to all of a sudden evolve 
into being some pass-happy thrower like Russell Wilson. That's not who he is. He's in the NFL because of his legs, not his arm. He's not. Just a little bit of breaking news here now. The college football playoff committee and the board of directors and managers has agreed to a 12-team playoff format starting in 2026. Yeah, you know why they did that? Why do you think they did that? Because they don't want the SEC to break away with the Big Ten and go like this. The rest of you guys go play who you want. The two premier leagues in college football We'll just play one another and have a championship because the best teams are in those conferences. Best teams are not in the Pac-12 or the ACC. They're in the SEC and Big Ten. The rest of them, roadkill. And it'll be that way because of the TV packages. The Big 12's hanging on with a respirator. Pac-12's already telling you that SC and UCLA are leaving along with Oregon to the Big Ten. What does that tell you? This college playoff, it's supposed to kind of keep it fair a little bit. Hey, do you know who the NCAA is fighting right now? The SEC. Because the SEC is this close to doing this. Eh, I think we're going to play ourselves. I think we're going to play ourselves. You know, and maybe we'll play Tennessee Chattanooga and Citadel to help those programs out. You know what I would do if I were the Southeastern Conference? I'd play the historically black schools. Put them on my schedule. I like those schools. Help those kids out. Help that conference out. Don't be playing these other places. Help those schools out. They play Citadel anyway. They kill Citadel by 70 points, right? Right, then you get prime time. Then you get exposure for the historically black colleges. You imagine Deion Sanders having his football team, Jackson State, going into Tuscaloosa in a recruiting deal that would be. Not everybody could play at Alabama. But if I get to play Alabama and I'm an HBCU school, I'm in. That's good, man. But I don't think primetime is going to be at Jackson State too long. If I were him, I'd hire his ass as fast as I could for an NFL job or a big-time college job. And why do you guys think that? Well, if you can get Mike Zimmer to be your defensive coordinator on $70,000 when the guy was just making $6 million and you can recruit that guy on your staff, imagine if he had the resources. And don't look at it because it's prime time. Prime time is a great recruiter. Flex, time for Hertz ball. For Hertz balls to drop. We're not paying AJ and Goddard for blocking. 55 to 45 in favor of pass when it comes to Sanders. Sanders stays healthy. He'll get 1,000 yards. I agree, Philly. I agree. I agree. Jackson State will lose to Alabama 85 to <laughs> – hey, 
85 to nothing. I get it. So what? You give a kid an opportunity to play against Alabama and college scouts and pro scouts are watching that kid at Jackson State playing against Alabama. How many, how many pro scouts do you think are at Alabama games? 30? I want to be on a field with Alabama. You know why? Because 30 NFL scouts are watching those guys over there on the other side, and they just may go like this. Huh. That's how Bill Walsh found Jerry Rice. Mississippi Valley State. He was recruiting a guy by the name of Rooster Jones, who was a wideout at Pitt. And he was watching this kid, and all of a sudden he saw this kid at Mississippi Valley State that no one was recruiting. Bill Walsh goes like this. Who's that? Everyone goes, oh, that's Jerry Rice. Nobody knew Jerry Rice was. Bill Walsh went like this. Eh, I like that guy better. Drafted him in the first round. Rest is history. Greatest offensive weapon in the history of the NFL. 200 touchdowns, and he touched the ball five times a game. Unbelievable. Always remember that. When they say Jim Brown and the rest of them guys, over 20 years, what, 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 would you, what do you think the average catches Rice had in a game? Five? Five catches, 200 touchdowns. Eh, that's getting it done, my friends. And he was still a pro bowler when he went to the Raiders. Remember that. I think Hertz is going to get injured this season. Way to be optimistic, Joey. Wait, wait. Hey, Joey, way to be optimistic on this Friday. You know, that's one thing. You're the first one that said that, and I didn't even say that. Way to be optimistic, Joe. Hey, I think Hurts gets hurt. Let me guess, in the Lions game. 85. Dan, what's your take on the great Andre Waters? May I be as blunt as I can, 85? We're going to have fun today here. Don't forget Ice Cube's in hour number two at 430. You want me to tell you, can I tell you, hey, can I, can I be as frank and bold and as graphic as I can? Do you really want me to tell you what I think Andre Waters? A true motherfucker. Don't come across the middle with that dude. He's going to declete you. That guy brings... Emotion to my eyes. <laughs> he was nobody to mess with. That dude, I knew he lived in Tampa towards the end of his life, and I knew him. And I'm just telling you, that's the guy you don't do this when he has a pencil on his desk. You start messing around with him, he will knock you out. That guy had no... You didn't play around Andre Waters. That dude was a rough dude. (laughs) Hey, as much as I love Seth, that guy, look who you, Wes Hopkins and Andre Waters roamed your secondary. Then you had Eric Allen on the corner. I don't know, man. That's your best backfield, you know. Yeah, Sean Taylor, man, that kind of guy, man. Sean was maybe a little bit more gifted as an athlete, though. 
Man, Wes was such a hitter too, man. There wasn't a guy on that gang green that didn't hit. Joey, Dirty Waters, man. I love him. Can I tell you who I compared Andre Waters to? Jack Tatum. I got a book over here signed by Jack Tatum, Call Me Assassin. When I was doing uh, radio in San Francisco, Jack signed my book for me. He was one of my biggest idols as a kid growing up was Jack Tatum. And Andre Waters was Jack Tatum of the modern era. Oh, yeah. Oh. I'll tell you this. He was maybe your most intimidating player you've had in the last 40 years. There was no more intimidating of a player than Andre Waters. That includes, and that includes the great Seth, Seth Joyner. Wow. Ask Seth about him. Ask Seth Joyner. <laughs> hey, dude. You didn't mess around. Hey, uh, it, it took me a little time to become friends with him. Jerome had introduced me to him. Don't mess around and play stupid around him. He'll fight you. I go, okay. He goes, don't get stupid around him. I'm like, holy shit. What do you mean? He goes, yeah, you start jacking around with him and start kidding. He will throw hands. I said intimidating. Beto, I said intimidating. He's your most intimidating player. Dawkins wasn't intimidating like this guy. Nobody came across the middle, man, with him out there. They were afraid, honestly. Everyone knew going into the secondary with Hopkins and Waters. <laughs> yeah, no way. No way. You can't hit guys like they did back then, though, too. You couldn't hit them. Like, how about this? Wes Hopkins and Andre Waters couldn't play today. They couldn't play in today's NFL. They would be like um, perfect. They'd be like that kind of guy. They'd be constantly being fined and suspended. Yeah. Hey, ask, ask Michael Irvin. I know, man. Michael Irvin always said it too. The most, too. There were two players he hated playing against, Neus Williams and Andre Waters. I said, why Andre? He goes, the guy's talking shit to you the whole time. I'm going to knock you the F out. I'm going to beat on you. Andre Waters is saying this to Michael Irvin when they were lining up. Bro, I'm going to kill you out here today. He's talking to him like that. The ref's telling him to shut up. Mike goes like this, man. Neus didn't say those things. But Waters would say this. You come across the middle, man. Your family won't recognize you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I love that kind of shit talking to, man. Hey, hey, man. Your family won't recognize you when you come across the middle. If you come in my world, man, they won't know who you are. And you won't know where you are. Michael said that. This guy was the biggest shit talker, man. And you know Mike's a big shit talker. He is, man. Woo! Boy, it gives me some goose goosebumps talking about him. All right. Should we do? Uh, no, I'm going to wait for my true Super Bowl contenders. No, do it now. Let me do it now. I got 10 teams that are my true Super Bowl contending teams going into the 2022 NFL season. I thought about these teams this morning when I was putting this list together. Number 10. I got the Baltimore Ravens. I think the Ravens are going to have a bounce-back season. 
And do you know what I love about this type of team? They're so well-constructed. They're so well-run. The coaching staff is spectacular with John Harbaugh, who could be the most underrated coach in the NFL. Baltimore, I think Lamar, because he's betting on himself. And anytime you have players that gamble on themselves, how many times do you see career years? I think Lamar Jackson is going to have a career year this year in Baltimore. That says a lot. He was a unanimous MVP a few years back. And his team went 14-2. and two. If he's healthy, Baltimore's my number 10 hole when it comes to Super Bowl favorites. Number nine, the Philadelphia Eagles. Deepest roster in the NFC. I think they have the right mentality. We'll see if they change that up, going from a power team to a finesse team. That concerns me. Especially when I heard Seth say, they need to throw the ball 35 times. I don't know, man. Why take the sledgehammer out of the Eagles' hands? You know, you know I, I don't want to take that sledgehammer out of your hand. The Eagles are a sledgehammer. Dude, don't get hit with a sledgehammer. What happens? I don't need to take very many swings. Would you rather get hit by a hammer or a sledgehammer? You know what I'm saying? I could survive a hammer. I don't know about a sledgehammer. And the Eagles in the second half of the season last year, they were a sledgehammer. Why why take that out of their hands and give them a hammer, a hand hammer? Why? I I, I just... I got the 49ers here at eight. And by the way, you could probably put the Eagles here at eight. I thought about it. I, I, I like their roster. I think they have better pass rushers, their linebacking core. I think they're good. I think they're all, they got the best tackle in the game. Okay. They got one of the better tight ends in the game and they got a dominant running attack. Their coach is better. Okay. than the Eagle coach, but you could flip these two eight or nine. If you want, I'll go with that. I debated. I'm putting the Eagles either eighth or ninth. Okay. But I, I just don't like what they're doing at quarterback. Number seven, I got the Packers. I don't care what you say about Devontae Adams not being on that team when people say that they're going to struggle. I, I, won't, I don't believe it. The Packers never struggle. They never struggle as long as you have Favre and Rodgers in the building. They've never struggled. I've seen Devontae Adams out last year, and they still dominated teams. I, I, I do not believe. Now, playoffs will be different not having Devontae Adams, but in a regular NFL season, I don't think that loss is going to be as dramatic as some people think. As long as you don't lose Adam, as long as you don't lose Aaron Rodgers, I think you're good. I do. I think you're good. Number six, I got Denver here. 
I really thought about this with Denver. Russell Wilson just signs that huge $250 million contract extension. How many people think he's going to have a bounce back year this year? Boy, the Broncos think so. And by the way, over seven years, if he hits on those, all of his incentives, okay, it could be $296 million. How many people think that this guy has a bounce back? I, I think I'm with you, GT. I think he has a bounce back season. I think they have all the components. And here, here, here's a case where I think they've done a really nice job building that football team even two years ago for Russell Wilson. And now they plug him in. It's kind of what's going on in Philly. If Jalen doesn't work out, what are you going to do? You got a ready-made team for a passer already. That's kind of what went down in Denver. They are in the toughest division in football, though. Okay? They are in the toughest division. AFC West is the best. All four of those teams out there, the last place team might not make the playoffs because they win 11 games. I think you can win 11 games in the AFC this year, and guess what? Might miss the playoffs. That's how deep that conference is. They got good weapons picking. They really do. They got really good weapons. GT's like Lamar. I don't, hey, GT, I don't know if a guy like Devontae Smith would like playing with Lamar Jackson. You know, you go to another running quarterback, I, I he doesn't need another running quarterback. He needs a passing quarterback. If I'm Devontae, I don't know if I'd be happy if Lamar Jackson came to Philly. He's never going to get his numbers that way. Right now, it's going to be suspect in how many thousand-yard seasons he has anyway with the style of play the Eagles are going to play. He's, I I just, I don't know. Well, again, there's a lot of, there's different, people have different opinions on his numbers, what they think this year. (laughs) Are you saying that Devontae's jealous of Rager? Dude, let me tell you something. If Devontae Smith is in Minnesota, he has 1,300 yards. Okay, here, watch this. I'll give you the teams. Here, I'll give you the teams. If he's in Green Bay, he has 1,300. If he's in Cincinnati, he has 1,300. If he's in New Orleans, he has 1,300. Denver, 1,300. Not San Fran. If he's in Los Angeles, pick a team. He has 1,300. Not in Tennessee. Not in Chicago. If he's in Pittsburgh, he might have 1,300 yards. Buffalo, for sure. He's in Philly? 950. But watch this. If Jamar Chase is in Philly... 950. 950. What would you think that his numbers are going to be the same at Philly? No way. How many times do you see wide receivers go places? You think Tyree Kill's going to put up 1,300 yards this year? All right. 
I want to see that. He'll never fulfill that contract in Miami. Okay? If Hurts get Smitty's not going to be. You, you think that Devontae Smith is going to be an Eagle for a long time? Why would he want to be an Eagle for a long time if he's not getting 1,000-yard seasons? Wide receivers today want to get their numbers. That's how they're paid. They're not paid on grit. <laughs> hey, he's a gritty guy and a great team guy. Yeah, well, when you have to go and you start negotiating for your contract, are you under some guys that you sit in here going like, hey, you know what? He's really a good dude. You, you guys like that good dude thing. You want to pay Jalen $40 because he's a good dude, and you want to pay Devontae because he's a good dude. <laughs> I don't think it works like that. You get paid on numbers and production. Can someone – let's see here. Smith just wants to win. Well, so does Garoppolo. He's 45 and 12, and he's been fired. Can you imagine what Jay just said? Jay goes like this. Smitty just wants to win. So does Garoppolo. He's 45 and 12. What's that record again, Xander, for Garoppolo? Jimmy Garoppolo just wants to win. He ain't getting paid for it. Actually, he took a pay cut. Actually, he took a pay cut. He just wants to win. He ain't getting paid. And they gave him a haircut and salary. Okay, he's not an ego guy. Neither is Garoppolo. Do you see what Garoppolo said? Garoppolo went like this. Did you, this is what you love about Jimmy Garoppolo. Do you know why I love Jimmy Garoppolo so much? You know what he said? Hey, how come you didn't force your hand and force a trade? You know what he said? I don't like being a distraction. I don't like, you know, getting in there and ruffling feathers like that. There's no need to do that. People will do the right thing. I just didn't want to be a distraction. Sign me up for Garoppolo all night long. Okay? Sign me up for that. That's awesome. That's awesome leadership. All right. Hey, don't forget, my friends, my good friends at Morgan & Morgan, where the fee is free, meaning this, if you're hurt or injured on the job, there is no better place to protect your rights and to get the fair compensation for you and your family so need. Hey, getting hurt on the job, you're going to need a bulldog in the room to make sure you get your fair compensation. And for the people is just not a slogan. It is who they are. And for the past 30 years, they've collected over $13.5 billion dollars. When it comes to getting compensation for their clients. And Morgan & Morgan is the biggest firm in the country. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation's free. 800-512-1600. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, do me a favor. Tell them Dan Cilio sent you. When choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too, the biggest actually. And we're built to fight to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. For the people.com.
Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor, a pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted, revered, appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate, honest, and fair. He is extremely dedicated, motivated, and always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader, and we're lucky to have him. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles. And the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. Please hit the like button. Our friend Ice Cube's going to join us in this hour, 4.30 Eastern time. I look forward to talking to our friend. Love talking sports with him. It is a football Friday. It's more of a college football Friday. And know this. It's like our last non-NFL weekend, right? Before it gets real on Tuesday. People come back over Labor Day, and all of a sudden, everyone's ready to rock for the National Football League season. I cannot wait. All right. I want to say this to you guys, and I want to throw this at you here. You know, I haven't talked about expectations for Jordan Davis. Um, I need more out of the kid. I need more out of him. This guy just can't be a run stopper. You don't draft a kid with the 13th pick and go after a guy like that, and he's just a one-dimensional dude. You're looking for Fletcher Cox 2.0 here. Guy who dominates the line of scrimmage, who gives you internal pressure, and is a force in the middle. You're basically looking for a Dominic and Sue and Fletcher Cox. 
That's the kind of guy you need in the middle. And I don't want to see a guy where he has three flash plays and then you don't see him again. And when you play and have that kind of ability, conditioning, see, here's why Aiden Hutchinson is more of a prospect than Jordan Davis. He has ability, works at his craft, and he works at his conditioning. He does all the things that a pro does. This kid's a pro right out of the gate. If you're out of shape in any way, you still got some growing up to do. You can't show up to a football camp or a football facility only giving people 25 plays a game. Not in the pros. You get paid for this now. This ain't college where one week, you know, the Georgia Bulldogs are playing an SEC team. Then the next week they're playing Vanderbilt. You can't, you, you, that's not how the NFL works. You know, the biggest thing for me that I had to learn was that teams with two losses versus teams with 12 wins. The fine line in the NFL is so fine between those teams. I say this, the difference between a successful season and a not-so-successful season is probably 50 plays a game or 50 plays a year between those teams. It's a fine line between winning and losing in the NFL. Everybody's great. Bad teams, good teams, don't show up one weekend and you see somebody kick the shit out of you like you saw the Jags kick in the final week of the season last year. Teams do this, man, because you know what happens nowadays? Because the money that's being generated, how would you like to be on a team that's not very good and your job's on the line and you may not be an NFL football player next year? You're going to play for the right for survival more so than just a seat in the room. You're Some of these teams that you play on every given Sunday – or any given Sunday, some of these guys are fighting for their careers. That's a hard dude to play against because there's no shit and no giving up in somebody like that. Those guys are hard, man. Sometimes harder to play against than even the more talented guys because these guys will do anything it takes to win. (laughs) And Jordan Davis has to understand that this is a profession now. Okay? This is all about going to work now. You're not on scholarship anymore. I don't see Aiden Hutchinson having any type of game against us. He's literally going against Mount Everest in his first game. Well, I would say this, Slasher. I think they're going to move him up and down the line of scrimmage and put him on um, – opportunities where they put him in a position to rush the passer. They may put him in a lot of stunts. I think they're going to move him all around the line of scrimmage. Okay? And you're going to have to be prepared for that. And I'm not saying that the Eagles will not be because they have a lot of veteran dudes in that position. I feel pretty comfortable with them taking care of him, but we'll see. And as I said to you before about Jordan Mulata, he gets beat on the first move and then he struggles to get back into technique. And he's gotten better at it. And what you're doing when you're playing against Aiden Hutchinson, he's an effort guy too, along with his talent. Effort guys 
Don't quit. And he is in great shape. We'll see what the Eagles look like when it comes to conditioning. Okay? We'll see what they look like. I think conditioning is going to be a factor in game one. I do. And it better not be. Because that's got nothing to do with talent. That's got everything to do with being prepared. That's what I would do, GT. I'd wear his ass out. I'd run right at him, man. I'd run right at him. And if I were the Eagles, but see, get this though, dude. Here's the one thing though, GT. If you run at him, okay, that's not what they're saying they're going to do. They're going to throw the ball. If you don't run at him and you're not physical with Aiden Hutchinson and you sit there and you're throwing the ball, that favors the defense because you're not being physical with the kid. I think you should be physical with the kid. Deontay Coach says, imagine thinking a rookie in his first game will dominate an all-pro. Um, Who are you talking about? Who's the all-pro? He's going to be playing against Malata, dumbass. Where, where, where are you looking? He's not going against Lane. He's going to be going against Malata. Malata, as far as I see so far, is not an all-pro. Jesus, criminy guy. Do some homework. He's not playing against Lane. He's going to be playing the majority of the time against Malata. Jesus, criminy. Read a depth chart. <laughs> I talked to Chris Spielman two days ago. They're not going to, why would they put it here? Just so you know, why would you put a rookie on an all pro? Oh, because why? Why would I put Aiden Hutchinson and line him up on an all pro? I'm going to take the lesser of the two evils and put him on Malata. Yeah, hey, let me line him up against Trent Williams and see how that works. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you, you line kids up in positions to give them success. That's why you're going to see Jordan Davis the majority of the time. My opinion on first and second down because he's a run stopper. That's You're not going to see him on third. You're not, you're not going to see Jordan Davis on third and long. Why? This guy had nine sacks in 44 games at Georgia. He's not a pass rusher. Jordan Davis is not a pass rusher. That's why I said you need to see more out of him. Chris goes, do you think Malata can be all pro? I think Malata will be all pro. Okay? Philly, I never said that. Lane's better right now. Okay? Lane's better right now. I, Malata's there. Malata's on his way. Give him time. Give him time. Malata's on his way. But I'm not putting Aiden Hutchinson on Lane Johnson. Why would I do that? Why in the world would I put him on the best tackle to make him look bad? I'm going to find a place for him to have success because I'm trying to build his confidence up. Yeah. Let's line Aiden Hutchinson up on Lane. I'm sure that'll build his confidence up by halftime. <laughs> yeah. 
Sees goes, dude's talking like Mulata. No. Wow. Jordan Mulata. I, I, I must have missed that too, Sees. I must have missed the NFL players voting him top 100 players because I didn't see his name in that list either. Mulata's not the same talent as Lane Johnson. He struggles when he gets beat on the first move. He's gotten better at it, like I said. That was one of the characteristics on why he didn't make the Pro Bowl last year was because the first move beat him, and he couldn't get back into technique. Anybody who knows anything about watching film sees it. He's gotten better. That's a technique, and remember something. This kid didn't know how to put a helmet on five years ago. To see where he is right now is remarkable at his age. Give him time. He'll be all right. Okay? He'll be all right. He's not Lane Johnson, though. Lane Johnson's one of the top three tackles in the sport. The guy in San Francisco is the preeminent tackle in sport. Trent Williams, he's the best offensive tackle in the game. And it's really not close. He's the best. 215, Balada has issues against ends with good technique. Correct. This, it, it, if he gets beat on the first move, like I said, getting back into technique has been an issue for him. Seals, if we get off, by the way, don't forget Ice Cube at the bottom of the hour. We're going to talk some sports with our friend. I can't wait. Seals, if we get off to a hot 10 weeks, you got to do the show in a shirt and sing Fly Eagles Fly since you're so convinced of the two and four start. Boy, you guys really, man. You guys want Big Seals to eat some crow here. All right. I promise you. I promise you. I told you I don't renege on that stuff. I promise you I will. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you what I'd like to do. I'd like to do my show in Philadelphia week six. I would make that trip. For that Dallas game, you got to beat Dallas. You have to beat Dallas. Okay? You have to beat Dallas. Can't look like a JV team against them. All right. I got, I got a hit on Jonathan Gannon again. One of my favorite, one of my favorite pinatas. I heard Seth today. I love that. And by the way, Xander, is that thing posted yet so people can go watch it too? You got to go back and watch that Seth Joyner interview. Seth is so good, man. I can't wait for him on our post-game show. He is so good. I, I, I mean it. I just, I love listening to him talk football. And he said the same thing that I've been saying about Jonathan Gannon. So all you guys think that Jonathan Gannon got all these new toys. And he's got all these new things. And that's going to all of a sudden change him into this aggressive D coordinator. And he's going to turn into this Buddy Ryan 2.0 guy or Bud Carson or Jim Johnson. And all of a sudden he's going to be some play calling demon of a D coordinator. He really think that there's not a person in 
their right frame of mind, okay, that thinks that guy's going to be any different than he was last year. Premieres at 6 p.m. Eastern time right after the big sales show. Can't wait to watch it again. So wait a minute. You think because they added Hassan Reddick, two corners, Kaiser White, and Jonathan Gannon is going to be a better D coordinator? Who thinks that? Who thinks that? Who thinks that Jonathan Gannon is going to be a better D coordinator this year? I hear Rob saying it. I hear him. You guys think he's going to be a better D coordinator? Okay. Lucius, the show. Gannon sucks. Gannon is a bum. No one does. Eagles going 6-0, first six games. Yeah, that's what I love to hear. He's going to be our Howard this year. Okay, under 300, he doesn't. I think we have the vets that will get us ready. Big Fletch Slay will push these guys, and the D will be great. Hmm. He has to be, says Shane. Definitely not. Hey, stop with the guy, Sermon. Okay? He may not even be active for week one against the Lions. And you guys would talk. I'll tell you what, some of the most popular players on the Eagles are the backups. <laughs> and I mean it, man. You guys love these backup dudes. You do. I mean, he may not even be active. And do you know what they probably got the running back for? Special teams. How do you know he's not going to field punts and such? They may have got him to run down on kickoffs. Okay? They, they may have done that. Depth in the, in the backfield because Sanders is always hurt. He may not be active. So I wouldn't be sitting there thinking, well, this guy here, man, he could be a 10 touchdown. He's not LeGarrette Blunt. Guys are trying to make him into that. He ain't. He's not that guy. Actually, he really hasn't been productive since he's come into the league. Chris goes, how can Gannon not expect more from himself with this talent? How can he not expect? No, 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 no. He has a way of doing things. He believes in keeping a philosophy of everything underneath. Let's not punch anybody in the head. No blitzing because that puts us what? That puts us on an island when you blitz. It puts you on an island. When you're aggressive, that puts you on an island. We're not going to play press coverage. We're going to wave. Can I tell you the philosophy he has? He waits for you to make the mistake. That's not aggressive. That's passive aggressive. He figures this. You don't have the quarterback to go 12 play drive on his talented group of guys. I get it. I get it, and I I, I kind of understand that a little bit. He looks for you to make the, the the bad play because somewhere in a 12-play drive, you're going to. And, and that's how he looks at playing and play calling. 
But Seth Joyner said it today perfectly. Bro, he's who he is. He could have Lawrence Taylor on his team. And it wouldn't matter. He could have Reggie White and Jerome. So you could look. So you think Jonathan Gannon would be the same coordinator that Buddy Ryan and Bud Carson were with Andre Waters and Wes Hopkins because he has that talent? Just because you have that talent doesn't mean you can get it across the finish line. Great example. So when Dick Vermeil was the head coach of the Rams and they won the Super Bowl, his coordinator was Mike Martz, right? Well, Vermeil resigns. March takes over. They get beat in the Super Bowl. March wasn't a good head coach. He was fair. Not great. Vermeil was a great head coach. Okay? He knew the buttons to push. Look, look, look at, you know, you keep people keep telling me how Carson Wentz went to shit. Carson Wentz went to shit, quite frankly, when Frank Wright left the building. When Frank was no longer in the building, play calling was never the same for him. There was a trust factor in there. And by the way, some would go, well, what happened in Indy? You didn't have the same dynamic, Doug. Jim Schwartz, coordinator, D. And Frank, you theoretically had three head football coaches in your coaching staff as coordinators and head coach. You got training wheels right now. Look at that coaching staff in 17 compared to the one now. Come on, man. That's a high school and a college. That's a college coaching staff. Jonathan Gannon is like Manny Diaz at Penn State. Keep everything in front of me. You see Manny Diaz last night with that Penn State defense? Keeping everything in front of him? That's not Penn State football that I remember. Penn State football was aggressive. They got after you, man. That was a different-looking Penn State team, struggling against Purdue. Really? Since when? Since when has Penn State ever struggled against Purdue? That's not the Joe Paterno talent that I remember at Penn State. That's a different – I'm watching Penn State last night going, that ain't Penn State. Okay? That don't look like it. It's like I've got in the building now. Really different. And when you sign it again as a play, hey, Pin. Last night, I can't do this. You're not being impressed who's kind of okay, not great. Same to that. I remember all them years playing. That was a different looking group. Game says, What is the strength of the defense up front or in our secondary? Oh, it's clear in your front seven, James. See, I'll tell you this, and I heard Seth talking about this as well. I don't believe that Jonathan Gannon is going to know what to do with Hassan Reddick. Okay. I I I really don't don't. So 
Hey, hey, Xander, should I take a timeout before we get Cube on here, man? Because again, we're having a little, we're a little. Are we coming back now? If we're coming back now, that's cool. Okay, we're gonna take a small time out here. Okay, please hit the like button. Ice Cube's coming up with us. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor. A pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted. Revered. Appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate. Honest. And fair. He is extremely dedicated. Motivated. And always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader. And we're lucky to have him. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles. And the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. Go. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For the win, go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
Welcome back. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. Appreciate everybody stepping in with us. Thank you very much for everyone coming in here and talking with us here, man. We so appreciate it. By the way, um, Jennifer, I sent this email to Xander, and it looks like November, The Rock's coming on, and we will talk some ball with him, XFL, all that stuff. It starts up in January with him. And as I've talked with Ice Cube in the past about this, these guys and these entrepreneurs starting up all these new sports leagues, I think it's so dope that they get an opportunity to create jobs for players that were building of great brands and also kids who still want to fulfill their dreams like The Rock has with the XFL. And it was another huge year for the big three. And we bring our friend in Ice Cube now. And Cube, I appreciate you doing this, man. And I'll tell you, I heard something and I, you said this could be one of your greatest accomplishments what you've accomplished here with big three fair without a doubt um i mean all the people that it's you know helping all the people that enjoy it um you know i'm not setting the stage for myself like in a movie or a record you know i'm setting the stage for you know some great players who i enjoy you know who are my heroes you know um the Hall of Fame coaches we have, you know, they all have a piece of this league too. You know, it's not just, you know, they're not just out there coaching. They have an invested interest in the success of this league long-term, you know, and these are guys who started the NBA, but they don't have a piece of the NBA. So, um, you know, it's something that I feel like, you know, I'm on a mission to, uh, to make sure this league stays successful and continues on the upward swing. Cube, is this year five from what I understand, right? Year five, what's been the difference today compared to like when you first started him, the growth of the league, the players that have been involved, the publicity that we see around the country. It's almost night and day from when you first tipped it off to where you are now. What's been the biggest difference for you though? Um, I mean, we have a great fan base that uh, comes in and makes sure that they're watching the big three every week. You know, our ratings were bigger than some of some of the leagues that's been established over decades. You know, like, you know, some leagues got, you know, several decades on us and, and our ratings are better. Um, our athletes are uh, as good as they've ever been. Um, and you know, the league is picking up. Of course, we had to deal with a pandemic, uh, which is unusual, uh, for any league, let alone a young league like the big three. And, you know, I think we've come out of it, um, with flying colors, um, next year be bigger than this year. Um, and, and so, you know, we're just in great shape, uh, with a young league like ours. I, did I read this right, that you're taking over the CEO helm now, too, where you're going to be more hands-on with this? Obviously, one of the founding co-founders of Big Three Basketball. But why did you want to jump into that chair? And why do you think that the league, um, again, is going to put you there? And was there a reason why you wanted to step into that CEO chair? Well, I had been there before, you know, for the first three years, Um me and Jeff was co-CEOs running the league. 
Um, first three years, we had tr tremendous momentum. Uh, the pandemic hit. We brought in a guy and, you know, everything really didn't mesh, um, you know, and we just felt like to get this league back on track, uh, the people who founded it, started it, and really understand the fan base and how to do this uh, should be at the helm. So uh, I decided to pick that back up. I've always been involved you know, with the day-to-day -day of the league from, you know, you guys just don't know, from picking uniforms <laughs> to, to you know, um, picking out venues, uh, you know, strategies. So um, this is a comfortable seat for me, and we're going to, you know, get this league back where it was, where we're traveling from city to city. You know, the whole country can come out and enjoy uh, the big three and – you know, we can get back to the success we had in 2019 and beyond. You know, Cube, you rock, and I, I, I talk to rock every week, and it seems that what you're doing is maybe a microcosm of what big three basketball is for those players. I mean, rock's into, like, energy drinks now. He's into football leagues. He's into branding other things. I mean, entertainers didn't do that before. You know what I'm saying? I see – Cube, nobody, nobody really like took their brand and all the things that you have done over the years, all the way back to the beginning to where you are now. How important is that for you to branch out and do other things, take other gambles? Because he's constantly doing things the same way you are too, as well. I mean, I, I guarantee there's probably 50 different ideas on your table right now that people are pitching you for you to sit here and take a look at. How, how, how do you, how do you like go through all those and pick the right things for your brand and for you? Well, you know, I love creating things that don't exist. Um, and, 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 you know, basically filling a void in the industry. Um, I felt that there was a void in the industry when it comes to hoops between the end of the NBA finals and the beginning of opening day in the NFL. I felt like that's a perfect time for a league to come in 10 weeks, uh, hit it and quit it, and give people uh, competitive uh, hoops, you know, while they wait for football. So, you know, as a fan, that's something I wanted to see. It didn't exist. Um, I looked around. We, not, we had the brain power to, to do it, the will the desire and the skill. And so we uh, went for it. You know, that's the only way I know how to do things. That's how I started in my career. Um, to not wait for people to invite you. Uh, you know, you, you show up and you turn it out. Man, I, I mean, you know, going back and watching that movie again, straight out of Compton, when you guys were told, this music ain't shit, man. It, you're not going anywhere with this. Nobody wants to hear this. So that kind of maybe is the centerpiece of what you just said. I like creating things that aren't there. I mean, it's one thing to follow in the line, right, Cube? It's one thing to be, you know, doing the next thing that the next guy's doing the same. But you look for you look for stuff that's just not there, and you want to create something. That's that's been a benchmark from the beginning, no? Without a doubt, you know. I mean, you know, it's not like we're reinventing the wheel. 
Um, <laughs> you know, three on three's been sitting there waiting for a, a guy like me to take it professional. And so, you know, I saw that, you know, hey, people love hoops. People play a lot of three on three. Kids actually play more three on three than five on five, you know, when they get to school or whatever because of space. Uh, I felt like this could be a great pro league. And, you know, what you're seeing is a league that's starting to stand up on its own, a league that's not relying on um, NBA names. But the game is just a great game. You know, it's uh, calibrated to perfection. Uh, You're never out of a game and you never can rest on the lead. There's a thousand different ways to to get yourself back in the game. Um, So I just think we've created a great sport um, that can be around as long as the NBA if we do what we're supposed to do. Couple last questions for you here, Cube. Um, so you're in Lincoln, Nebraska. I was because I always troll your uh, your Twitter page. You're in Lincoln, Nebraska. I think I saw you in Wichita. You're doing all this shit. You're putting the league together. You're still touring. I mean, dude, do you sleep? <laughs> A little bit. Uh, I don't like to sleep too much. Uh, I feel, you know, Dan. I'm in a blessed position. I'm a young man with a lot of energy, a lot of ideas, and a lot of good people to work with, you know, why not? You know, we got to get it while the getting is good. You know what I mean? Absolutely, man. I got to – hey, hey, Cube, you you, you got to tell me, man. I mean, there, there's there's no doubt you're seeing also this too. I was – I got a friend that's – a friend of mine with LL Cool J, and he goes, hey, you're getting Cube on. I go, yeah. He goes, you know, Cube and him are buying TV stations and shit too. They're doing all this. I go, what? He goes, yeah, I, your boy Ice Cube's buying sports stations, TV stations with LL. To me, that sounds like you'd like to see more African-Americans in sports broadcasting because I've said this before. There's just not enough of them. A sports are dominated by African-Americans, and we don't see enough African-American sportscasters, Cube, and I'd like to see a little bit more balance there. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, Balance is the key to um, to life. You know, it's, it's a spice of life thing. Um, of course, I, I believe, you know, the more the merrier, uh, the more voices you hear, the more opinions you hear. And these are valuable experiences that can help in a lot of different ways, especially when it comes to talking about sports and athletes and understanding athletes understanding some of the decisions that's made you know i definitely think it it should be more black um you know broadcasters more black platforms to uh speak on it so finally here your raiders they're in the toughest division okay they're in the toughest division in football the afc west what do you see happening out of there? You got the Chargers in there, the Chiefs. Now you got Russell Wilson getting paid big money, 246, could be $296 million over seven years. I mean, where do your Raiders fit in this whole thing? Well, you know, I think we got a great team. Um, we got, you know, a new coach. Uh, we'll see how that works with, with our quarterback and our, you know, offense, defense, special teams. 
you know, it's a tough division, which is probably what the Raiders need. You know, if we can get through this division, we're definitely going to be battle-hardened enough to go deep into the playoffs. So bring it on. Bring it on. Cube, you always find time for me, man. Big three's kicking ass. I mean, Sean McManus at CBS loves it. Everyone yeah. loves it, man. I mean, it's really remarkable the job that you've done with the big three, and I can't thank you enough for always finding time for me, man. God bless you, Cube. Thank you again for doing this. Anytime, man. I want to. I want everybody to check out our celebrity game this weekend on CBS, 4 p.m. Eastern. We got a celebrity game. It's cool. You know, we got we got Gronk. You know, Rob Gronkowski. He played uh, Nelly. NLE Chopper, uh, Jilly the Kid, they go at it. It's a great game. Then they're going to play a behind-the-scenes of our championship. Um, check us out this Sunday, uh, September 4th on uh, CBS, 4 p.m. Eastern. Absolutely. Trilogy wins it back-to-back, -to -back too. Congratulations to them dudes, too. Thank you, Cube. Yeah, yeah. Take it easy, Dan. <laughs> That's my friend Ice Cube, man. I appreciate him doing that. That's really awesome on um, what he's accomplished with that big three basketball. So thank you guys very much. We'll get back into it. Please hit the like button. Don't forget my friends at Morgan & Morgan where the fee is free. If you're hurt or injured on the job, there's only one place for you to go. That's Morgan & Morgan. For the people is not a slogan, okay? It's who they are. Last 30 years, they've collected over $13.5 billion dollars worth of compensation for their clients. They will not be intimidated with any case. And no case is too small. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. They have offices in Philly, New York, and in Florida ready to take your call to represent you and your family. 800-512-1600. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, do me a favor, tell them Big Sales sent you. Many times when people are injured at a place of business, they don't realize they may have a case. The fact is injuries should not happen. And most of the time when someone is injured, someone is at fault. Maybe the store manager installed a cheap, slippery floor, or there wasn't proper security. After an injury at a hotel, restaurant, store, or any place of business, it's so important to call us. Time matters, size matters. Morgan & Morgan, for the people. .com. Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds.
is an icon. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor, a pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted, revered, appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate, honest, and fair. He is extremely dedicated, motivated, and always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader, and we're lucky to have him. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. Please hit the like button. Thank you guys so much. want to thank Ice Cube for coming aboard today. Um, Andre Dillard fractures his forearm. You knew this was going to rear its head eventually for the Eagles. Is this a freak injury? Yes. You see, the one thing that the Eagles think they're doing you think because you're not practicing hard that you're going to minimize injuries. It's a contact sport, man. Injuries are part of the game. To me, you know what it sounds like? You guys tell me if I'm wrong when I say this. They run that franchise the same way Jonathan Gannon runs his defense. Precautious. Well, I don't want anybody to get hurt. Dude, you play ball. This is football. People get hurt. People get hit. It's football. But the Eagles are like this. Let's be precautious. Like bookworms and CPAs and librarians talk like that. Nobody in their right mind looks at a football team and goes, well, nobody's going to get hurt if we don't. Watch this. Let's not work hard because I'm afraid someone gets hurt. Eagles have a lot of – see, I, I, it's not soft. What, what? What's the word? What's the word that I'm looking for here when it comes to how they operate that team? They baby Jalen Hurts the entire offseason. Nothing negative said about him, didn't put him in any kind of positions to fail. You only learn from failure. You don't learn from being a front runner. Nobody learns being a front runner. You didn't practice hard because you're afraid to get hurt. Your defensive coordinator is – can I tell you who the defensive coordinator reminds me of? Howie Roseman. Funny, the way Howie builds his team very aggressively, and yet he hires coaches that aren't. Yeah, yeah, the whole organization is cautious. 
I don't know. I just maybe maybe I'm looking at it wrong. Maybe I'm wrong when I say that. Okay, maybe I'm wrong when I say that. I don't. And now Philly, I don't think it's wussies. I don't think it's any of that. Okay, I don't. I don't think it's any of that. I just think it's cautious. It's like your D coordinator. He coordinates being cautious. Too conservative? Okay, Showtime. They're very conservative in that building. You know, they're very conservative. Uh, hey, if you think I'm wrong, tell me. I, 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 I just... You think it's nurturing? Slash coaching? I'm not... Toilet, I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna dismiss that. Maybe that's their way. Hey, maybe that's just the modern way of coaching kids today. Maybe I got to Maybe it's a me thing. I like aggressive people, man, because it's an aggressive sport. You know, what's funny you say that because I constantly tell my daughter that I think this, and you know what, this is going to sound terrible. I go, you need more dog in you. And she's like, dad, you don't have to be angry all the time to play professional or college sports. And I said, I think you do. I don't think you have to be angry to play tennis or to be a bowler. But I think when you play a physical sport and you have to put your hands on somebody, I think you got to be a dog. She's like, no. And, you know, funny, my daughter kind of is like Jonathan Gannon at times. She's very cautious. She's captain of her team. I'm not saying she's not physical. She's tough as hell. Okay, broke her collarbone a few years ago. My, my kid's tough as shit. But she doesn't think you need to have, like, me when I went into games. Here. Understand when I say this to you. I did this on the air. So I want you to understand. It, it's, it's not literally. But when I was in a game, if I had a knife on me, I would stick you with it. If, if, if I had a baseball bat, I would hit you over the head with it. I'm not saying that. I, 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 that's the mentality I had. If there, were cha- there was a chair there, I would pick it up and hit you over the head with it to win a ball game. I would do anything necessary and any means necessary to get to my goal. There wasn't anything I'm not capable of doing in a football game to get a win. It's a mindset. I'm talking more about mindset and not being literal. I'm talking, you know, if there was a baseball bat and I knew that I could get to the quarterback by smashing the head of the guard, I would. Some go, Jesus. (laughs) That's Barrett. Hey. Hey, Popcorn, when you're out there and you're playing against some of the greatest athletes on the planet and they're playing angry at you, you can't go in there cautious, dog. You can't go in there cautious. They'll rip your throat out. (laughs) G.A., way to go, G.G. Whatever you did in the pros, tell her to do the opposite. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Chris, thank you, man. You sound like a good teammate. You're damn right I was. I love the guys next to me. But, I, hey, see, here's the difference between me and my daughter, though. My daughter's a great captain. I could never be captain. 
I, I, I had too much selfishness in me. And I couldn't talk to people correctly. And, 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 and that's why I caught it. Jerome wasn't the greatest captain either because he'd look over at somebody and go the same thing. Hey, man, get your shit going, dude. You're getting the shit blocked out of you. Imagine that in the middle of the game. Me and him are talking to people like, hey, Stubbs, you're getting your head fucking kicked in. And if that guy gets thrown into me one more time, you're going to have me to deal with. This is the middle of a football game. He's getting thrown into me, and I look over at him. I go, God dang it. He's killing you. You better man up, guy, or I'm going to kick your ass. We're getting in the huddle. He's like, oh, you don't need to holler at me. I go, well, shit. <laughs> hey, I would, dude, that's how we talked, man. Damn, dog. He's running down your throat like you're I-95. You live in Pensacola? Well, shit, man. He's the mayor right now. Stubbs is from Pensacola, New Jersey. I say, dude, you from Pensacola? He goes, yeah. I go, well, f- dude, he's the mayor right now. He owns you. P. Toilet goes, those days are long gone. I sad, man. I'm too freaking old. I'm sorry. You guys just made, and I, now I'm old. I'm too old, aren't I? I'm too old, man. This is how guy. maybe, hey, Jonathan Gannon is a, see, me and Seth, man, we're too old. Barrett, too. We're too old, man. Pete Toilet goes, those days are gone, Sills. I guess so, man. Kicking people's asses is no longer fashionable. Okay? Hey, man, I'll tell you this, Yale. You got it. I'm blocking Aaron Donald. You think I'm going like this? Hey, y'all. Uh, <laughs> hey, <laughs> this is what some of you guys today and some of these younger millennial guys want. Hey, Aaron, how you doing? This is Dan Silio. Congratulations on a fine season, and good luck to you today. <laughs> I refuse to shake hands. We refuse to shake hands. Jerome and I got ready to play Oklahoma, right? Look it up. It's a great video. Jerome's sitting here like this, and he starts doing this. I ain't afraid of you. I ain't afraid of you, bitch. This is on the kickoff for the coin toss. Okay? It's a YouTube. Look it up. Alonzo Highsmith, who's now our general manager at Miami, goes like this. I ain't afraid of you, bitch. I ain't afraid of you. The three of them. The referees wanted us to shake hands. We went, we ain't shaking hands with Oklahoma. We go F that. We ain't shaking nobody's hands. Ref go shake hands. We went like this. I'm not shaking anybody. They threw a 15-yard penalty on us for unsportsmanlike conduct before the game started. Because <laughs> we wouldn't shake hands with them. I ain't shaking hands with you, man. I'm about ready to do battle with you. I'm going to try to take your larynx out. This guy's talking to me about, hey, congratulations to you. Hope things work out for you, and I hope nobody gets hurt, and good luck to you, son. Okay, congratulations to you. Shit. <laughs> Not me, man. I ain't putting my hand out there for nobody. What? So what What if you kick my ass? That ain't working for me. You got a pa- hey, you got a pamper, dudes? I'm too old, man. I don't mean this in the wrong way, but if I was a running back, 
I would have ran my mother over at the goal line. Art, I love you. Art, you're one of my favorite guys now. <laughs> Art, that is it. That's the that's see, Art, Art, you're you're on my team, Art. Art, you're the you, Art, you've just been nominated captain. <laughs> Art, you're on my team. How are we doing, everybody? I hope everybody works out great. <laughs> Art is the new goal line running back for the Eagles. That's Sander. Art, you've now become legendary on this team. And I love how he quantified it. Hey, I don't mean this in the wrong way. Of course not. But if I was a running back, I'd have ran my old lady, my, my mom over. <laughs> That's so good. That is so good. You talk to someone today like that, they need therapy. Oh, my God. I said so. Hey, this was dumb. I posted something about a bounty, and I was kidding totally. I have no money for a bounty. Oh, my God. Cilio put a hit on him like I was John Gotti. I'm like, you don't really think that. I'm sitting in my underwear in Parkland, Florida when I did that. And everyone's like, Silio put a bounty on top. And I'm like, I'm in my underwear with a T-shirt on. And I had a bagel and water. And I was like, these guys are talking to me like I'm John Gotti. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, oh, 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 my God. No wonder I dominated everybody. <laughs> oh, no wonder I dominated you, man. I can't believe you talk like that. Oh, man. Really wormy. <laughs> There's so many wormy dudes in the world today. No wonder everyone gets their asses kicked. The world is filled with C students. C students, man. Really? You don't know the difference between sarcasm and whatever. I'm like, I don't get it. You still don't have to be angry at your mom to do that. I love you, Jeremiah. Yeah, everybody got their own method. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean it doesn't work. Silio <laughs> getting the Italian mob ready. Oh, yeah, that's what I am. I'm the head of the I'm I'm the head of the five fat families. <laughs> yeah, I'm the head of the fat families. Okay. Big Seal's now officially the head of the fat families. Yeah. Gannon's scheme is peewee football. Hey, everybody. Keep everything underneath. Don't put your hands on anybody. Hey, if a guy comes across the middle, watch out for targeting. Man, if I was in that room, I'd be... Can you imagine Gannon Green being coached by Jonathan Gannon? What do you think Reggie White and Seth and all them dudes look over at him and go, is this guy speaking French? <laughs> I could you see Seth Joyner listening to Jonathan Gannon? Tell him to run a stunt. No, no, not a stunt. He'd be going, hey, make sure you give a lot more leeway and make sure you're off the ball more. You know, you what? So I give that guy a running start. <laughs> That's what Jonathan Gannon does. Hey, make sure your DPs are back off the ball. Why? So I give the wide receiver a running start. Yeah, that sounds like good defense. 
Look at the Italian colors. Way to go, popcorn. Holy shit, I got to take a timeout, man. John, hey, hey, Jonathan Gannon coaching Reggie White and Jerome Brown and Andre Waters and Wes Hopkins and Eric Allen and Seth Joyner, Clyde Simmons, all them dudes, man. I would have paid money to see that. He'd, see, he'd be up at the chalkboard. They'd probably hit him in the back of the head with a donut. <laughs> Who threw that? Who threw that? They'd all put their hands up. <laughs> hit the like button. Now we're three. Football Friday. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor. A pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted. Revered. Appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate. Honest. And fair. He is extremely dedicated, motivated, and always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader. And we're lucky to have him. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles. And the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Football Friday. Please hit the like button. Thank you guys so much for coming aboard. 
it's been an epic week for us, man. We really appreciate all you guys coming aboard, all the shows here on Jacob Sports. Really great week. Really a great week. So how do you feel about Jason Peters signing with the Dallas Cowboys? That looks like that deal is just about ready to get done. Okay. Uh, what, what do you make? You all right with that? You all right with Jason Peters signing with Dallas Cowboys? <laughs> Dude, you know how much of a goat you are. You're 40 years old. You want to get away from the game. But this guy's using a godfather line. Just when I thought I'm out, man, they pull me back in. You're so freaking great. They beg you to play. Man, I wish I was Jason Peters. Okay, I, I, I wish he, hey, why don't the Eagles sign him? Why wouldn't the Eagles sign him? Oh, because he probably wants to start. He don't want to sit on the bench. He'd rather be home. Right? Dude, man, I mean, that is so you you dude, he's the first ballot Hall of Famer. He's gotta be. Y'all right with it, Mike? Dude, he'll be the starting left tackle in Dallas. No, 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 no. Philly, I'm not saying he has signed. I said they're they're trying to close the deal on signing him. Yeah. He'll always be an eagle. I agree, man. Dude, Jason Peters, man, that is so, that is so awesome, man. Hey, please play. Dude, and get this, it's the Cowboys asking you, of all things. You're sitting back at home, and you killed that team for all them years, man, and you've gotten the phone with Jerry Jones or Stephen Jones, and you're just doing this, eh. I'm not doing it for anything less than five million bucks. Oh man, we can't. What do you think he's asking for at 40 to come out of retirement? Five million? Or is that too low for him? If you're Jason Peters, what would you tell the Cowboys you wanted? Guarantee it to? Whether I play or start, you owe me five million. That's he was really good last year when I saw him playing with he's with the Bears, right? He was with the Bears last year. He was good last year, man. I don't think he I don't think he lasted the year, but I thought he was I, when I watched him, I thought he was their best line, man. He's 40 years old and they're begging him to play. Hey Jason, please play, man. Dude, I wish I had phone calls like that. Hey, Dan, man, can you think you could play another year? We'd really love to. What are you looking at? Eh, between 8 and $10 million. Man, can we work on that deal? We'd really love uh, – man, what a dream come true call. They want you still in the league, and you're 40. <laughs> man, that is goat stuff. That is so goat. We play? I don't know. You got hey, you know what he's telling the Cowboys and Stephen and Jerry Jones? Make it worth my while to get up off my ass and off my couch on Sundays. I'll do it. If not, I don't care. That's great, man. I mean, look, like I said to you before, at least when Jesse James was robbing banks, he used a gun. This guy's just Jason Peters going, give me the money. <laughs> you don't give me the money? I don't care. That's so awesome. Who doesn't love Jason Peters? 
I'm trying to think of the great offensive tackles in the last 20 years. Who's a better left tackle than him in the last 20 years? The kid in San Francisco is awful good. He is. By the way, you want to hear this? You know that guy Whitmorth that played with the Rams? I don't think he's better than Jason Peters. I never thought he was better. And people on like Fox and everybody because he's on TV now are talking like that guy's a Hall of Famer. And I'm like, I, he ain't better than Jason Peters. I never thought that guy. Did you think that the guy Whitmorth was better than um, was better than Jason Peters? You think Smith from Dallas was better? Really? I don't know, man. Orlando Pace was a bit ago, though. Was he 20 years ago? Because if that's the case, Pace is the not top guy. He, Orlando Pace, okay, if Pace is 20 years, then yeah, Pace is the guy. Well, Orlando Pace and Jason, okay, so he's a tick down from Pace. Pace is a dominant tackle, man. Yeah, I think I think Peters is better than Smith, too, from Dallas. I do. I think he's better. Came in the league in 97. They're still asking him to play. That is so awesome to hear that guy saying. All right, real quick here. Some NFL stuff. We're going to go over some NFL stuff here. So the Dolphins name, too. I don't know what's more ridiculous. Name a Jalen Hurts captain or name a Tua captain. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> How is Tua and Jalen Hurts captain? I'll give you Hurts because Jalen was part of a successful team a year ago and he played pretty much the entire season and he was a focal point in the running attack. And he was a focal point in turning that thing around. So I'm all right with Jalen. I, I am. I'm okay with that. But Tua? Tua's a captain, really. <laughs> man, they really want that kid to have a good year, man. Holy shit, what's next? Trey Lance is captain of the 49ers? Jesus criminy, man. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'll give you hurt. I'm all right with hurts. I am. I'll take that back. I'm all right with hurts. Oh, man. He was a captain last year, too. Oh, yeah, man. The owner, man. Make Jalen was captain last year, too? Holy shit. Dude, this guy's getting... I'm going to write something down here for you guys. Are you ready? $245 million over seven years. There's no doubt that Jeffrey Lurie's not giving this guy his money. This owner loves this guy. He does, man. Howie doesn't. I think it's Howie. I think it's Howie's that guy that's in the middle of this. I don't. I think Howie's the guy that's going to be the, the guy that's going to block this thing. You know how sometimes you have like a a guy that's like you know he's the you know what block. Well, I think this guy's that guy here. Yeah, yeah, he's a bad dude. <laughs> Go out with me. Yeah, man. Holy shit. This owner, man, made him captain of the Eagles last year, Jalen Hurts. Jesus criminy. This is so pathetic. Players like Hurts. Players like Hurts. Dude, 
You, how many how many Packers do you think like Aaron Rodgers? One. Give a shit about who likes who. Hey, watch this. Minnesota Vikings, guarantee you, man, not too many people like Adrian Peterson after he beat his kid up. But ask any player on that offense, do you want Adrian Peterson in your huddle? Yeah. Do you like him? No. What's that mean? Well, I get my incentives with him. So put us in there. What do you think? You, you like everybody you play with? Especially the good ones? Yeah, he's every his teammates like him. Who gives a shit? Who helps me make the most money? Dude, this ain't college or high school. <laughs> hey, he's really liked by his teammates in the community. <laughs> Captain is the leader, and that's what Hurts is. <laughs> to bet he ain't a passer. Get the money, JP. Ever see a video of Loria walking in the locker room with Jalen? Treats him like a son. Come here, son. <laughs> ah, that is so awful. So wait a minute. Jeffrey Lurie treats him like Jerry Buss used to treat Magic Johnson? Oof. Hurts going to be our quarterback. <laughs> hey, I wish I had T.O. Players like winning. Yeah, they do. Beat somebody important. Beat the Dallas Cowboys. But players like the dude. I agree with you. World, they do like the kid. Total misconception. They all like Rodgers and, more importantly, respect him. You think so? Hmm. (laughs) My quarterback. Jalen's my quarterback. Hey. That's what hey, that's what I'm gonna do if Jalen falls out against the Lions. He's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. Oh, it's crying over Tony Romo. Won three playoff games in 17 years. I don't even know if it was three. May have been one. Oh, so Hurts two are captains. Shit. Man, got to be kidding me. <laughs> hey, Chris. <laughs> Romo's response. Oh, man. Tone of Romeo. You talk about a guy totally overachieved. Undrafted. Where'd he play ball? West Virginia? No, Eastern Michigan or Eastern Iowa or some shit like that. What are those directional schools? Played in one of them things, right? Like Eastern Illinois or some shit like that, right? What are them places? You sound like you just don't like Jalen. Oh, be my quarterback. <laughs> are you kidding me? Jalen's gold. Why in the world, Devin, would you think I hate that guy? He's broadcasting gold. You have you don't understand big cells. There ain't a guy on that team that's truly worth talking about other than him. He's broadcasting gold. Why in the world would I hate Jalen Hurts? You guys are dumb that think that. 
Stills, you're just a hater. No, I am not. I want Jalen Hurts on the Eagles for the next five years. Because I think you guys will be 10 and 7 for the next five years. Every year. Because you ain't going to be good enough to throw the ball with the rest of the elite teams in the NFL. You're not beating Cincinnati and Joe Burrow with that style of play. You know that. You know that. Nick Foles threw the ball better than your guy. Nick Foles. If you had to pick a game and you needed to win a ball game, would you take Foles or Jalen Hurts? Oh, my God. Hey, a sandwich from Geno's is on on the line for this. Who would you take? 60-minute ball game determines your entire season. Would you take Jalen Hurts or would you take Nick Foles? (laughs) This is the hardest question any Eagle fan probably has ever had to answer. We will beat Cincinnati. Jalen's a winner. Dude, the dude that won the effing song. <laughs> and by the way, Xander likes Jalen. But he goes, I'm sorry, dude, but the guy won the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, man. Jacob is tripping with you. Yeah, man. That's what we do all day. We trip. Foles, of course. Hurts. Look at GT, man. GT, I'll give it to you, brother. I totally give it to you. You hang in there. The guy that can throw the guys that are open. Amen. More of an easier question is Foles is a legend. Every time he's in the midnight green, Jalen doesn't suck. The dude that outplayed the goat. (laughs) You guys know it. So the backup quarterback in Indianapolis is better than the starter in Philly, in your opinion. What's that tell you, man, when you talk like that? Hurts besides Philly, where was Foles successful at? (laughs) It doesn't matter. Dude, when you do this and you got that thing in your hand and not the cannoli and that silver thing's in your hand and – The other hand, you have the game's MVP and you have the distinction of beating Brady. I don't know. (laughs) I don't really have any more hands to hold up all the accolades for what he did in that game. He's the MVP. He won the Super Bowl and I beat Brady. (laughs) Woo! Hertz will win a Super Bowl by himself. Says Joshua, man, I can't wait to watch this. Stop putting words in our mouth. I'm not doing anything like that. I'm changing teams. Be back in five years. Why? No way, man. Are you kidding me? The Eagles are the best team to follow this year. Everyone has them 13 and three. The quarterback's going to go for 4,500 yards and 800 yards rushing. 35 touchdowns, and they're going to be in the NFC title game. Are you kidding me? There's not a team in the NFL right now that I wouldn't want to cover but this thing here. 
Holy shit, man. Are you kidding me? Can you imagine if that team ends up nine and eight and they don't make the playoffs and Jalen throws for 3,400 yards and 19 touchdowns? Holy shit. Would you eat horse poo if Hertz gets us to his second ring? <laughs> Dude, he's going to, if he wins a ring, it's going to be the same way he won a ring at Alabama. Tua, you want a cup of water? <laughs> hey, Tua, here's your water. <laughs> uh, here's, here, here's your water. What was that play? I got a chart it here. Excuse me. Hang on. Oh, that was a deep pass connection. Yeah, the only way he wins a ring is if he gives to, uh, a guy like two his cup of water. Okay? <laughs> Seals, if you play quarterback and you can't freaking throw, then you suck. I, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, yeah. Okay? Dan, don't hate on Hurts. What did Trevor Lawrence do last year? So wait a minute. So you'd have hey, hey, so Hawk, you'd rather have Trevor Lawrence as a prospecting Philly than Jalen Hurts. I mean, you'd rather have Jalen Hurts in Philly than Trevor Lawrence. Say that. Say say you'd rather have Jalen than Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Do you know what I see when I see Tre- Trevor Lawrence? I see Josh Allen. I see Joe Burrow. I see one of those guys. I don't see Jalen Hurts. When I see Trevor Lawrence, I see Josh Allen. I see Justin Herbert. I don't see Jalen Hurts when I'm looking at Trevor Lawrence. You do? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, all I know is this. Trevor Lawrence could eat a bowl of guacamole off of, tra- uh, off of Jalen Hurts' head. <laughs> hey, let's, hey, we're having fun. It's Friday. This is the last Friday before we get serious with NFL football on the weekend. By the way, I will say this too, man. Some great college football games. I want to hit on some of them things because I think it's going to be really a great weekend. And the last... Weekend at college gets the old weekend to themselves. Man, Saturdays and Sundays, Big Seals could be locked in the Dan Cave for like months. We'd be locked in the Dan Cave for the next couple months, man, for damn sure. I'd give up Hertz both for I'd give up Hertz both once next year in 2024. And first for Lawrence. Absolutely. I take the fifth. Way to go, Philly. Hey, that's okay. You sound like your mayor now. Ah, hey, Philly, you sound like your mayor. <laughs> Take the fifth. I want Tyler Van Dyke. He's off limits. He's going to the Giants. I see a guy who looks like this girl from work. <laughs> Wits had the number one rusher with a thousand yards wide receiver and one of the best lines. But Dan will tell us how good he is, even though he stinks. Devin, he. Are you under some impression that Jalen Hurts had a better year than Carson Wentz did last year? 
There is not one statistic except your stupid rushing attack where he was better at. Nowhere. He almost doubled them in touchdown passes. And less interceptions. With more attempts. <laughs> Higher crack rating. Won many games in a tough conference. Beat teams. Yeah, but Jalen played better. Okay, when was that? Second half of the season when they ran the ball, took the ball's hands? Sure, okay. This season will be lit. It's going to be a – hey, I agree with you, Word. World, absolutely. It's going to be fun. I'm having fun right now. He sounds like Trump. Oh, I get it. So if anybody's a dissenting view of your view, you look at them as Trump in your life. Tells me all I need to know about you, GT. So if somebody doesn't agree with you, Joe, you're 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 interesting. Interesting. See, if somebody doesn't agree with me, I like that. To me, that person has a mind of his own. And that means I can trust them. I don't on them and I don't judge them. I look at this as a thrilling thinker. Today, if you don't have the same views as someone else, they think you're Donald Trump's puppet. How stupid. <laughs> people don't like people having mind of their own, do they? Dan has no credibility. He said Lamar Jackson sucks and then won the MVP. You're right, Charlie. I was wrong. Congratulations, you got me. <laughs> he has no credibility. <laughs> Playoff hurts. There you go, baby. So you're a hurts. So you're a Wentz. No. No, I'm not. No. Who's I'm a Wentz guy. I told Xander that day can't lose to Jacksonville. You can't lose to Jacksonville. You can't. Okay? World, I love too, man. I love debating. You're blind if you think Lawrence is better than Hurts. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, wait, look, look at this. McNabb, Fab Five, you're blind if you think Lawrence is better than Hurts. I, I have no response. No, I have no comeback to that. Hey, guess what? So you, you're you're in the group where you're giving Jalen Hurts all his kudos because they pumped him up in the offseason, not what he did last year. So Leo sounds more like Trump. I, <laughs> where do you get that from? I talk no politics here. Zero. Zero politics. Hurts, critic, bigot. Pete Toilet, if you're if you're a critic, you're a bigot. Sounds like a speech I heard last night. I can't remember where I heard it. Gee, was it in Philly? Hmm. Interesting. Hey, Sills, a fine boxer, but couldn't box. What am I? A stiff. <laughs> yeah. uh, personal. Hey, personally, wish we still had Wentz. Eh, um, you know, I, I don't know. 
I don't know. I think the things that he has in him, I don't know if he can get it coached out of him. I don't know if Scott Turner can do it. I really don't. I don't know if he can. I don't know if they can. I, I just, He has a lot of talent. But I just don't know if they can get some of that BS out of him, man. World went skilled, but he's – I agreed. World, I agree with you, man. Pat, 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 move left or right sack. God, dude, throw it away. He annoys me. He just annoys me. You're a hurts, everybody. You're a hurts hater. And everybody knows it. Just what we needed. Another shock. A shock jock. Jesus, guy, what are you, 70 years old? A shock jock. <laughs> I haven't heard that in a long time. Oh, man. Did you read Lawrence's stats? You're right, dude. Get this. With that train wreck of a coach last year, why do you think Doug Peterson took the Jags job? Because why? Jacksonville's a great organization. He took that job because it was the best open job, and there was 10 of them last year. And he took the job with Trevor Lawrence. Doug could have had his pick. New Orleans. Las Vegas, anywhere. He could have went anywhere. But he took the Jags job for a reason. Why? Because of Lawrence. Okay? I don't know what a shock jock is, dude. I've been trying to figure that out for 33 years. I have no idea what it means. The controversial Cilio. Yeah, it's because I tell the truth. I found out what controversy means, man. All these years, it means telling the truth. So much wasted potential with Carson. Brilliant. Sometimes, God. World, you're a good football fan. Dude, he'll go through these stretches. And I'll say this to you. From week four until like week 14, he was in the discussion as one of the better quarterbacks in the league. He totally was playing he beat big last year, and then he fell apart. And you're like, God, the Titans game was a brutal eight minutes. The Raider game wasn't good at the end. The Raider game was really that they had to win. Because how do you like not go to Jacksonville and beat a team? Unbelievable. Hertz doesn't fit the traditional quarterback profile, so you label everyone like him, not a pocket passer. No, I label him a non-winning quarterback with that style. Okay. You want to go there? Yeah. You don't win titles with that style. Yes, correct. Nobody wins with that style. You have to be a passer in the end. Hello. You can't be the top rusher on your team and then think that that's going to carry you to the Super Bowl. There's a reason that you have running backs, not running quarterbacks. There's, you know, the reason you carry four running backs, is it? One of those guys got to help the quarterback. <laughs> Not even Tom Brady's involved in the run game. Aaron Rodgers isn't. Matthew Stafford isn't. All the elite, Joe Burrow isn't. 
But Jalen's got to be a 900-yard rusher and a 4,500-yard passer. He's the only guy. He's number one hater. Agree 100%, Sills. No running. Ever won the Super Bowl. Don't worry, Hurts will prove him wrong. But of course, it will because we had an easy schedule. I don't give a shit if you play Temple. If you beat the teams that are in front of you and you get to the Super Bowl, here, can I make a point to you on that one? Because you had an easy schedule, GT. How easy do you think Tom Brady had it for 20 years in the AFC East? How easy do you think he had it? How would you like to be Roethlisberger and have to play the Ravens twice? There's nobody in the East where he had to play twice where you went, who, the shitty Dolphins? The Bills stunk during the time of Brady. The Jets are the Jets. They were kind of decent with Rex, but not a lot. Brady had no threat in his division. For 20 years, he had no threat. You imagine playing like, like in a really tough division. He didn't play in a tough division. He didn't have to worry about winning that thing. Every year, the Patriots can go 10-6 and six and win that thing. He's my quarterback. <laughs> Hurts needs to win from the pocket. Start Sunday, baby. Our schedule is easier than last year, GT. Yeah, 31st. How did the, by the way, how did the Cowboys get an easier schedule than the Eagles? They won the division last year. You know the Cowboys have an easier schedule than, than the Philadelphia Eagles? How does that work? I never got that. Your race is a minority in football, so you all crap on a black quarterback. Always a great go-to when you have no brains. Dude, that doesn't frighten me anymore. That doesn't frighten me. You don't know me from a can of paint or my friends or anybody. That doesn't scare me, McNabb. It scares others. That doesn't scare me. I don't give a shit what you think about that. That does nothing for me. I don't fear that. I don't run and hide under my desk when somebody says, oh, my God, pick it. <laughs> the lamest go-to on the planet. That's what's made it easy for people to throw that out now. They don't agree with them. You're a racist or you're Trump or you're this. We're talking sports here, dude. Sports has no color. They have two things, winning and losing. Can't move the scoreboards. That's the problem with people when they try to put politics into sports. Can't. You can't move the chains and you can't move the scoreboard. Politics, you can't. Not here. Okay. Stand up for yourselves. Anytime a guy like McNabb does shit like that, stand up for yourselves, folks. Don't let a guy like that talk to you like that. He don't know you from a box of rocks. He has no idea who you are or your family or your friends. He just says that because he's trying to get under your skin. It doesn't. It's a loser comment. Is the Cowboys the most profitable team in the world i don't know how they do it old cole i have no idea how they do that sills just doesn't like running quarterbacks gt 
that's really all it is. <laughs> that's really all it is, man. Is Stan? It, it's I just don't like. To, now look, hey Jonathan Cannon, I hate his style too. You know, I hate that style too. Sports, not politics. Thank you, Joshua. Fat mattress. Thank you. Don't let anybody do that to you any longer, folks. When they make those idiotic comments like that, they don't know you from a piece of paper. And when people do that, it's all good. It's an easy go-to. <laughs> Look at Red. Still's a clan member now. Yeah. Oh, man, that's funny. Uh, good people on both sides. It's all good, dude. I don't, Hey, like I told you before, the only people I hate in life are Nazis. I don't know how the Cowboys stay in there, man. I really don't. Joshua, W's and L's, baby. Hey, I do have this. Look at these games. I got to take a timeout, okay? Hey, Birdman. Oh, Birdman. You're right. I did fight the clan with Jerome. But I didn't know it. Jerome, what am I doing here? I'm in a clan parade. We got to stop this. My owner's a racist. Hugh Culverhouse sees me here. Bro, we got to stop this. You're going to beat me? Yes. Guy ends up breaking up the thing. Jerome has drinks with the guy sitting here going like this. This is Brooksville, Florida. Look it up. Sports Illustrated. Just pictures of us. I'm doing this. Next time you do shit like this, Jerome, please let me know what you're getting me into. Good night, almighty. <laughs> oh, man. Unbelievable, man. Oh, man. Good people on both both sides. Uh, oh, hey, you're right, toilet. You're right. <laughs> hey, Tanner. You're right. Hey, not hey, Xander. Not to be rude, Sills, but your glasses are dumb as shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Let me take a freaking time out, man. This has been a... Hey, know this. This is our last fun Friday. Because football Fridays... Next week is Lions, baby. <laughs> this is our last fun time. Hit the like button. Got a long Labor Day weekend, right? Let's head on some college and pro football. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! 
Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. is an icon. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor. A pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted. Revered. Appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate. Honest. And fair. He is extremely dedicated. Motivated. And always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader. And we're lucky to have him. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles. And the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. National football show with your boy, Big Sills. How you doing? Philly D says I have chick glasses on. Jesus, man. (laughs) Sills is wrong about Hurts. Sills is always wrong with his analysis of the Eagles. Really? Okay. I'm wrong about him? I told you that Devontae Smith wouldn't get 1,000 yards last year either. Well, we'll see, we'll see what happens. I don't think he gets 1,000 yards this year either. Okay, we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. We'll just see. By the way, you better hope I'm right because I said you're going to the NFC title game. So you're saying I'm wrong? Okay. What happened to the Brink truck? Hurts. <whistles> well, that's if he balls. If he, hey, hey, watch this. If, if he doesn't ball, they'll be doing this. Excuse me. Um, my my key fob doesn't work. <laughs> hey, how come my key fob doesn't work to the Nova Ki- Excuse me. I can't get into the get into the building. Can you help me? My key fob. Who are you? I'm Jalen Hurts. 
are you the guy that threw for 3,100 yards and 10 touchdowns this year? Key fob don't work. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did I see Jalen at Wawa? <laughs> it ain't going there, man. That's it, man. <laughs> uh, hey, do you want six burgers at White Castle or 12? Well, if you look at Sills. I'm a 12 guy. Um, hey, Sills, you still have punter and kicker. Who's punter and kicker? Those aren't football players, McNabb. Punters and kickers aren't football players. <laughs> okay. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't cover punters and kickers. Those aren't football players. Okay. What's everyone eating game day? You know what you're eating. You guys want me to eat crow. I don't. Here, some great games this weekend. Where does that list? Here they are. You got Oregon, Georgia. Do you know how close that game won't be? Georgia wins that football game by 21. <laughs> SEC team versus the Oregon Ducks, right? 21 for uh, Georgia. Cincinnati, Arkansas. Now, I like the coach. I like Luke Finkel. I like him. That Cincinnati program probably should be in a big conference like the Big 12, okay? And if they beat Arkansas, I think they make their statement even more so for them to get into that conference. I like – you know, Luke turned down so many good jobs, man. I think he turned a Notre Dame job down to stay at Cincinnati. Why would he, why would he take a Notre Dame job? He got his football team to the Final Four. You think he's Brian Kelly? How y'all doing down here in Baton Rouge? Guys from Vermont. <laughs> hey, Brian Kelly, okay, is from Vermont. Hey, everybody, how you doing? This is Brian Kelly. Weren't you in South Bend for 12 years? Yes, I was. I was the head coach of North Bend. Well, why you sound like a hillbilly? Well, I'm in Baton Rouge now. I got to fit in. You know, when I walk into homes now, I got to recruit the Southern guys now. How you doing? Dude, you're from Vermont. I know where I am from. I'm a Southerner now. Hey, <laughs> I, I, I eat biscuits and gravy. <laughs> Brian, hey, Brian Kelly eats biscuits and gravy now. <laughs> when he, hey, what, what do we have? A crayfish or biscuits and gravy? Are, are we having chicken? And waffles. Don't tell me you've eaten at Roscoe's. I know Cilio's eating at Roscoe's. Damn right. Take a look at it. I have eaten at Roscoe's, actually. Me and my wife. Brian Kelly, do you even know what Roscoe's is? <laughs> hey, Roscoe. Chicken and, 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 and waffles? Yes. Hey, everybody, Brian Kelly. <laughs> that guy's a freaking dope. I would never play at that place with that guy doing that shit. 
He's on a stripper pole, too, with all the recruits. I bet that's going over well with many of the Southern mothers. <laughs> Is that Brian Kelly on a stripper pole with my son? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. So Chris Sims is now picking the Eagles to win the NFC? Oh, wait a minute. Okay, no, wait. I'm the only I'm the one that started this shit. I'm the one that started it. I'm the one that started it. Utah and the Gators. You know I'll be going for Utah. I hate the Gators, man. I hey, every time Alabama plays the Gators, I want them to put a 40. I, hey, Xander, every time the every time Alabama plays the Gators, I want them to put a 50 donut on them. <laughs> I do. I hate that team, man. Oh my God, do I hate the Gators? Ooh. <laughs> that's hey, you want that's it. That's the that's the team. Just so you know, it's Gators. I I want them to put a put a 50 donut on them. Oh, oh, hey, so hey, Alabama plays Utah State tomorrow? Shit. Xander will be called out of the stands tomorrow. Xander! Xander! Here's Saban. Xander! Come place flanker. Come on, Xander. I don't care, man. We'll find a uniform that fits. Um. <laughs> uh, uh, I love cornbread too. My wife cooks it. My wife's a southerner. She's from Richmond, Virginia. My wife says the weirdest shit, man. I love her to death too. She's a southern girl. My wife's from Richmond. <laughs> yeah, dude. You should hear her. Oh, folks on a hill. And 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 fixin'. See, my my grandpa, when he was alive, didn't know what fixin' was. And I kind of told my pop because when he was alive. My 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 wife, my girlfriend, and she goes like this, Mr. Cilio, we're fixing to go to the store. Do you need anything? So I sat there. I didn't say nothing. Finally, my grandpa goes, fixing. It's like, forget about it. You know, it's, just, it's like a slang thing. Oh, it's like a Southern thing. Yeah, you know, she's about to go somewhere. Fixing. He's like, fixing? Yeah. <laughs> My daughter and I laugh at it all the time. She comes up with this crazy ass shit she says. We're like, oh, fixing? Folks on a hill? Oh, look, a bunch of folks on a hill. <laughs> mm. You can despite, you can win despite your quarterback, albeit. Utah's quarterback, Cam Risen, is a Heisman candidate. Really? <laughs> Against Alabama? Eh. <laughs> that ND Ohio State game? Watch this thing. So let me see. Ohio State, Notre Dame. Hmm. Um, hey, Xander, how long do you think Notre Dame is in this game against Ohio State? How many quarters? How many quarters is Notre Dame in this thing <laughs> against the Buckeyes? Oh, and by the way, Notre Dame's I, – I have to turn my um, my ballot in for the top 25 on Sunday night. You watch how they've dropped like a rock. 
I like the new Notre Dame coach Freeman too. I do. By the way, he's getting recruits. And get this, he he got a couple recruits that Saban wanted. And why that's significant? Brian Kelly never went after the Saban recruits. He it was a foregone conclusion that they were going to Notre Dame or they were going to Alabama and they were never going to go to Notre Dame. And Freeman goes and gets these kids. He got a couple of them. That's a great sign for Notre Dame. They're going to get killed. They'll get killed in this thing. Yeah, that quarterback's going to throw for about five touchdowns on them. I would say this. Ohio State probably has this game wrapped up by the second, by halftime. By halftime, they'll be up 21 or 28. Yeah. Seals, I bet you're out of control on some whiskey. I don't drink whiskey, dude. I'm more of a tequila guy and the little girly drinks with the umbrellas. You know, I I, I like um, pina coladas. Okay. I don't like mojitos. They're too sugary for me. But like, I like like pina coladas and, you know, strawberry margaritas and such like that. I like those kind of drinks. I don't really drink hard liquor. That's not me, man. When I was younger, I could do that, but not now. Never heard that one. <laughs> Folks on a hill. I, my wife, man, she is total redneck, total southerner, man. Southern Democrat. You should, oh my God, too, by the way. Oh, I talk no politics in my house. <laughs> no way, man. Her and my daughter. No way. Big Sills wants to have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. You start bringing anything up, Republican, it's over. <laughs> Mm-mm. Hey, Sills, my wife was from North Carolina and 16 years younger. Michael, you're a stud muffin. You're now officially in the Big Sills Club. I'm officially the water boy in my house. Are you kidding me? I'm, I have no, no place to stand in my house. Okay? <laughs> Cali living. Yeah, well, that's about up. I'm about done with that, man. So, look, Oregon, Georgia, um, Cincinnati, Arkansas, Utah, the Gators, Notre Dame, Ohio State. I thought those games last night. By the way, James Franklin, guys, James Franklin's not a good coach. I hate to tell Mike Missinelli that. Hey, Mike, I know you watch. Dude, your coach is not great. You're struggling against Purdue? Really? <laughs> you think you're a top 10 team struggling against Purdue? Shit. You better not be the Eagles and struggle against the Lions because the Eagles will get the same treatment. Purdue? When is Purdue being? A couple years ago, they beat Ohio State, right? I think James Franklin's overrated. I think actually the coach that was in there a few years before him, Bill O'Brien, was better. I thought Bill O'Brien did a hell of a job when he was at Ohio, uh, Penn State after the whole paternal mess. He turned that whole ship around, man. He did a nice job there. Bill O'Brien recruited well. You know what he was promising kids? Hey, you go to Alabama, guess what? You're not starting there until your senior year. You come here to Penn State, you'll start now. That's how he got all those kids in there. That's how he turned that whole thing around. 
He was promising starting gigs. Tanner goes, hey, Sills, have you been in the tangerine Twitter machine? (laughs) What the hell that is, dude. Okay, I have no idea. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can't wait. College football is my favorite. I so love it, man. Hey, by the way, I want to say this to you guys. We have a lot of fun here. And Friday, I wanted to have it a little fun. That's why we put Ice Cube on, too, and such. But Tuesday, man, you know what we're starting? Okay. All the things that we have been saying, all the things that everyone has been documenting, all the receipts that we have, We're going to put a little checklist together on Tuesday. And every week on Monday after the game, Xander, we're going to see if they checked off 30 passes, 20 rushes. We're going to put a sheet together on Tuesday. The same way coaches put a sheet together on expectations for each week on what you should do against the Lions. And we're going to put these little check marks off. And this will tell us where the Eagles are each and every single week. And then we're going to get a trend sheet built by week three, which will be, oh, Carson Wentz week. (laughs) This thing is rocking. You make sure you guys have a spectacular Labor Day. We're off Monday. Um, I want to thank you again for coming aboard. Make sure it's safe this weekend. You guys are awesome, and I want to thank you for a huge week for us. Thank you to Ice Cube. Thank you to Xander. God bless all of you. I'll see you Tuesday going 3 to 6 Eastern. Gary Cobb will be with us as we kick off game week against the Lions and the rest of the National Football League here on the National Football Show. Till then, we'll see you on the flip side. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.